reason behind it, Lord. I pray that we can just deal with it, Lord, that we can accept it as as your God, as your children, Lord. And uh, just thank you for everything. Amen. Amen. God is good. All the time. And all the time. He's got some great things in store for us in 2023. We want to make sure that we get under him and make sure that we follow his path and, and lean on him and not on our own understanding. I appreciate those who read scripture this morning for us. I believe everything needs to be covered in the word and covered in prayer. And uh, I appreciate your attendance here on this holiday but this very important day as we kick off a year. All of the verses and the songs, by the way, uh, all of the verses that were read and in the songs as well have observed and hopefully pointed you to know that God's got everything in his hands. He's already got 2023. Uh, He's not bound by time or by space. He holds all of this in his hands. And as a Christian... As a believer in Jesus Christ, that ought to give you confidence. That ought to give you comfort. That ought to give you peace. That no matter what we went through in 2022, that no matter what we face in 2023, all my hope is in Jesus. Amen? So the new year is in His hands. Our hopes and and dreams and maybe some expectations or goals that we have for 2023, those are in His hands as well. Uh, I want us to enter this year with some optimism and some hope. But listen to me, while plans are being made, don't forget that prayers need to be lifted up. You know, I think we're real quick to make plans and and have some goals and jot some things down that we want to do. But how often have you said, no, I'm going to instead, I'm going to ask God to guide my plans. I'm going to ask God to give me goals. I'm going to ask God to direct this. So before I put pen to paper and start writing down a list of of goals and and weight that I want to lose and all this other stuff, I I want to submit all this to God and then say, God, you bless it. God, you direct it. God, you do this. And then you show me what direction you have me go in 2023. So as a, a new year begins, let's make sure that we're lifting up prayers and that we're bathing this year in prayers. One year closes out and a new year opens up, there's going to be new opportunities. There's going to be some challenges along the way, and that's okay. Uh, We'll grow together. We'll learn together. This is a journey, and we do this thing that we call life together because I need you, and you need me, and we need one another. Amen? Amen. Life is not meant to be lived on on an island apart from others. Life is not meant to be lived in isolation. And we as a church... To be all that God wants us to be, we need to journey together. We need to walk together. It doesn't mean there won't be some challenges, but unity. And the passage that was read about having that one mind, that one purpose. You know, it's interesting to me that Jesus Christ, when he prayed, he he prayed to God the Father. And he said, Father, I pray that they would be one as you and I are one. Now you think about that for a minute. Uh, there, even though there will be challenges and even though there will be some obstacles in front of us, together, you and I, when we're unified, we are an unstoppable force. In fact, Jesus said this about the church. He said, I'll build the church. Aren't you thankful it doesn't have to be you to build the church? Jesus said, I will build the church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. The gates of Hades will not could not, will not, shall not 
prevail against it. Be some challenges. Be some things that will come up. But God's got this. He's got it all figured out. I want to turn your attention to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah 43. I want to show you something in the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. Isaiah is often quoted a lot around Christmas time because of all of the prophecies about the Christ child. But the book of Isaiah has a whole lot more in it than just prophecies about the Messiah and his birth. In fact, Isaiah chapter 43, uh, beginning at verse 18, I want to look at the context of this. 18 and 19 is what we're going to be looking at. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Once you've found your place, would you stand in honor of the reading of God's word? Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Do not remember the past events. Pay no attention to things of old. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's good wisdom. Look, I'm about to do something new. Even now, it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Think about the powerful imagery there. I'm about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? It's right there. You've got to perceive it. You've got to see this. Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, a way where there seems to be no way. And I will make rivers in the desert. What a, that's an oxymoron. Rivers in the desert, but look at me. God can and God will. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for the reminder of something new. Thank you for the reminder to not get stuck in the past, to not keep looking behind us. That God, you have a plan and it is before us. And yet we've got to envision it. We've got to perceive it so that we can take hold of it. And so, God, to you be the glory, to you be the honor. Help 2023 be a year of great opportunities and great excitement that we, we are going to be hopeful, but we're also going to be prayerful. We're going to lift up this year in prayer and give it over to you and just say, God, that path that you've put before me, I'm ready to walk in it with all the hills, with all the valleys, with all the challenges. I'm ready because I know that you will be with me and you'll never leave me and you'll never forsake me. God, I love you and I thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. I love that Isaiah points out, do you not see it? Do you not see what's before you? Do you not see it? You've got to perceive it. You've got to see it so that you then can receive it. See, a lot of times when you, look at the, when you look at a new year that's before you, when you look at what's ahead of you, all you're seeing is the negativity or all you're seeing is maybe the obstacles or the challenges. And yet, go back to this passage and look at what it says. He says, look, I'm about to do something new. There's something new on the horizon. There's something exciting. And then he says, even now it's coming. Do you not see it? I think sometimes we're so distracted. 
We're so focused on the obstacle in our path that we don't see the opportunity that's right behind that obstacle. We don't see the, the, the optimism and the hope that's right before us. We see, uh, how can I get from point A to point B? When we get stuck looking at the distractions. We get stuck at looking at maybe the, the length of the journey. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? We get so caught up in maybe focusing on those things that we don't see what, he, what the prophet told us to look at. Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness. Let me explain what that means. A way in the wilderness? When you're out there in the wilderness, there doesn't seem to be a way. All you see is the clutter. All you see is the chaos. All you see is the confusion. And he's saying, I'll make a way in the wilderness. I'll make a path for you to walk in. And I'll say, here's my path, and I'll walk in it. But see, the wilderness, because it's an unfamiliar environment to you, you, a lot of times you can't see that path. Even though it may be right before you, because you're not familiar with it, you don't see it. You see the, the, the trees, you see the confusion, you see the distractions, the obstacles. Not only will he make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Look, I, I've traveled around the world, and one of the things that I, I love about Israel, is it is a very diverse land. And En Gedi is in the middle of the desert. Desert. So picture an arid desert, picture dry, 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 sand, sand, sand. And in the middle of En Gedi, you know what there is? Waterfalls. Now, I told you that in the Bible, David sought refuge in En Gedi. He went to the falls of En Gedi. He went to the place there to be refreshed. And it's odd, though, because in the middle of the desert to have waterfalls? Oh, Israel's a land of abundance and milk and honey. Unbelievable topography. Unbelievable blessings upon blessings. But yeah, in the middle of this dry, arid desert, there's a waterfall. And it is absolutely stunning and breathtaking. And that's God. He said, I will make rivers in the desert. So see, 2022 as it closed out and 2023 as it's opened up, there may be, there may be some desert. There may be some things you're not looking forward to, some challenges or some things you've got to get through. But the same God who puts rivers and deserts will take care of your problem. He'll take care of whatever it is that's got you spun up, spun out, worn out, tired. I don't know about you, but but I'm okay with 2022 being over. Amen. <laughs> I, I'm really, I'm okay. You know, I'm okay with 2022 closing out. It, it was a tough year, no doubt about it. Some great times, some, some great lessons learned. But I'm, I'm optimistic about 2023, and I'm hopeful, but I'm also prayerful. And I'm also saying, God, thank you that 2022 is over. And thank you that 2023 is here. Thank you that with a new day, you know, my sister Kim that I've told multiple stories about, uh, she was paralyzed from the waist down. She had neurofibromentosis, a very rare type of cancer. And it was along her spinal uh, cord and a lot of tumors, and it paralyzed her. And, uh, you know, um, this was before the day of uh, the Americans with Disabilities Act. It was a challenge for a young teenager to be in a wheelchair. It's a challenge today. But obviously back in the 70s and 80s, you can imagine what it would have been like. 
But one thing always just absolutely blew my mind about Kim was her ability to always see the hope and to always see the opportunities. And one of her favorite songs was from the play Annie, and it's Tomorrow. <coughs> the sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. I want you to think about this for a moment. For a young girl to be in a wheelchair and to be faced with all those challenges and cancer and surgery after surgery and, and, and she, her condition just grew worse, to still be optimistic about tomorrow being a new day. Tomorrow being a new day. And when I'm stuck with a day that's gray and lonely, I just stick out my chin and grin and say, tomorrow, Tomorrow, I love you. Tomorrow, you're only a day away. And when I think about a, a young girl being in a wheelchair and having all those challenges, still being optimistic about tomorrow on a new day, man, it makes my little issues and my little obstacles and my little problems pale in comparison. And if she could find a way to be hopeful, if she could find a way to look forward to tomorrow, then I can too. And I, I, I need to, to kind of humble myself and recognize that life really isn't that hard. And yeah, there's challenges and there's, there's issues. But let's stay prayerful and let's stay focused on God's plan for us and optimistic about that. Amen. Away in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Just phenomenal stuff. It's a new year. I want you to turn to the very last book in the Bible. We're going to go to the very last book in the Bible. In fact, almost the last chapter in the last book of the Bible. We're going to be actually in Revelation 21. Revelation 21. In verse 5. <coughs> this puts it all in perspective. When you recognize that God's not limited by time, He's not limited by space. So Revelation chapter 21 and verse 5 says this, Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I'm making everything new. <laughs> I'm making everything new. Marketers a long time ago discovered in advertising that if you put the words new and improved, customers will buy it. I'm a little different than most people. When I see new and improved, I roll my eyes and I get frustrated because you know what I want? I want the way it used to be because it was better. How many of you agree? It was better before you knew and improved that thing, you know? But God says, behold... I am making everything new. He also said, write. Write because these words are faithful and true. So I want to challenge you to something, okay? When you've had time to pray, if you haven't already, there's still time. When you have time to pray over 2023, I want you to have a journal or a pen or a piece of paper handy. And I want you to start writing down what God is speaking into your heart. I want you to start writing down what God is showing you in advance 
of 2023, I want you to write down what some things that he's showing you, some things he wants you to change. And don't be afraid. Just start writing. You may go back and look at that list six months from now and, and think, wow, how did, how, how did God know? <laughs> how, how did I write all this stuff down? I want you to write down because there's something about having a goal that's just up here and having a goal that's written down. You know what somebody said one time? A goal that's not written down is just a wish. You want to write down some expectations and some goals that you have as God starts speaking to you, as God starts showing you what's gonna, what He's going to do and the things that He's going to bless you with in 2023. When God said, I am making everything new, I want you to go all the way back. So this is the last book of the Bible, Revelation. The Revelation of Jesus Christ is the last book of the Bible. But I want to take you all the way back to the Genesis, the beginning, creation. Did you know that God, the Latin word is ex nihilo, ex nihilo, E-X nihilo. Out of nothing, God created the heavens and the earth. He, you, listen to me, God didn't start with some dirt. He started with nothing. Out of nothing, he created what we have today. You know, one time there was a, there was an old joke that was told about a guy who was very arrogant and was an atheist, and he said, you know, I can create things. Man have in, man, men have invented automobiles and men have invented computers. That doesn't, make, that doesn't make them God. How come we give all this credit to this so-called God in heaven? And he said, in fact, he said, I think I could have created the earth. And God said, really? And man said, yeah, I mean, why not? And he reached down to grab some dirt. And God took the dirt away and said, no, do it like I did and start with nothing. Ex nihilo, out of nothing, God created this. If God can take out of nothing and create what we have today, then regardless of what you went through in 2022, regardless of what you face, what you're still facing, man, we, we get to looking at our problem and how big our problem is instead of looking at how big God is. We get focused on that struggle. We get focused on that issue. And we forget how great and how amazing, how great is our God. Ex nihilo. He started with nothing. So he can take your life. He can take the mess of 2022 and turn it into a message of 2023. Put the past behind you. Focus on the new. God is creating and recreating something out of nothing. And God is wanting to do something new in your life. God is wanting to do something new in your life. I don't know what that is necessarily. And you'll have to discover that yourself. And when you discover that, it'll be an amazing, an amazing experience for you. But God is wanting to do something new. You know how I know that? Because throughout Scripture, God is constantly doing something. God is constantly moving God is constantly blessing. God is constantly bringing victory where there was no victory in sight. God is instilling hope to the hopeless. That's the God that we worship. That's the God that we serve. Don't forget that. The same God that parted the Red Sea is the God that we worship today. So whatever the prognosis, whatever the diagnosis, whatever the issue, God can part that 
and give you the path to walk in. I want you to think about those fish that were in the Red Sea. Man, they were just swimming along, minding their own business, and then they had a front row seat. Their little nose hit what they thought was glass. And they watched as all the Jews just crossed through the Red Sea from Egypt and towards Israel. And you know those fish looked at one another. And then they watched. This is the most incredible part of the story. Not just that the Israelites were able to cross over, but right behind them in chariots and on horses came the, came the Egyptian army. Hey, our slaves are getting away. That's our labor force. we got to go fetch them. And so there that fish had a front row seat. And he watched the chariots. And he watched the horses. And he watched the cavalry stampede through that Red Sea. And that fish probably thought, those Jews don't stand a chance. And then all of a sudden, that wall that he was hitting with his mouth collapsed. And those Egyptians looked at that fish. And that fish said, Ooh, he can't breathe like me underwater. And they watched that same wall that had been created to help the Israelites cross over, now collapse and drown the enemy, drown the Egyptians. I'll never forget, had a skeptic one time who said, you know, they went back to the spot where it is believed historians and archaeologists say the crossing of the Red Sea and they said, we've decided that the story is not what Charlton Heston wanted you to believe. Yeah. They said, no, we discovered that where they crossed over was only ankle deep. And that's how they were able to cross over. And boy, that, those skeptics and those critics, they thought they had really got Christians that time. And they said, man, this is, this, this is the, 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 the story, one of the greatest stories, the Exodus, and yet where they crossed over was probably only ankle deep. And so during a worldwide debate, an atheist pointed that out and said, how do you explain that whole story of the Exodus and the Israelites crossing over when we now believe that the exact location based on archaeology and history of where they crossed over was not this mighty miracle and the parting of the Red Sea. They walked in ankle-deep water. What say you, Christian? Boy, that Christian, he, he just looked up at the audience and smiled and then turned to his opponent that he was debating. And he said, well, then there's still a miracle in that story. And the atheist said, how do you figure that? He said, you know, because of the fact that you're saying that where they crossed over, you've decided now that it was only ankle deep. Well, the miracle would be that the entire Egyptian army drowned in ankle deep water. <laughs> regardless of what you're facing, regardless of what you're going through, whether you've got to cross over the Red Sea, whether you've got to to make some changes in your life or some tough decisions. God is already there. That's what I love. 
God is already ahead of us, and God already knows what's going to happen. He's sovereign. He's all-knowing. He's all-seeing. He's all-powerful. That gives me a confidence to know regardless of what I've got to do, God's got this. It's my responsibility to get under God and say, all right, I'm ready. Show me. Teach me. Lead me. Guide me. Direct my steps. Direct my steps and help me to walk in that direction. God is wanting to do something amazing in Beulah Land Baptist Church. 2023 is already in His hands. He knows what will happen. He's not limited by time or by space. All we need to do is dedicate it to Him and trust in Him. 2023 is in God's hands. Is your heart? Let's pray. Dear Most Gracious Heavenly Father, thank You that You transcend time and space.